Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. On Instacart, I can shop a huge selection of pet supplies from that one brush that scratches him just right. To that extra comfy bed he can't wait to flop down in. And I get everything delivered right to my door in as fast as one hour. Okay, 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 settle down. I know it's here. Yeah, it's very exciting. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get a free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about Syracuse lacrosse in the NCAA tournament and a big honor for Michael Carter-Williams. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today is LaxPower.com's Bob Krzyzewski. Bob, a pleasure to have you on the program. Very happy to talk with you, Wes. Bob, I want to get you started on this one. You know, we, everyone in the LAX community knows LAX Power is really renowned for its statistical analysis of lacrosse, and you guys currently have Syracuse ninth in your power rankings, but there's also only a six-point spread covering some of the top teams here. So tell us a little bit about your methodology behind these ratings and also what that means for Syracuse's chances in this year's NCAA tournament. Uh, happy to. Uh most people might know this, or some may not, but our whole uh, uh, reason for creating Lax Power in the first place was to see whether one could predict the powers of various teams based upon the margin of victory in games. So what we look at is uh, how many points over their opponent did Syracuse score. And then we take every score from every game from every team within an NCAA division, let's say Division One in this case, and we apply a statistical method to arrive at a least squares estimate of the power of that team in relationship to every other team within that division. Now, that's a lot of gobbledygook to some people who may not have majored in stat. <laughs> I know I didn't, but I, I have a technical background. But what we try to do is find a number that... When you take Syracuse and compare it to every other team in Division One, on average, that number will tell you what the margin of victory or defeat might be for Syracuse in a head-to-head game with that other team. So what does this mean for Syracuse heading into the NCAA tournament? How do you see things shaking out for them? Okay, well, as you said, uh, currently we have Syracuse rated ninth in our uh, end-of-season rankings. Uh, and honestly... All the teams, all the top ten teams are 
pretty much within uh, a couple of few points of each other, two points. And literally, over the years, our experience has shown us is that if you have a difference in power ranking of two points or less, those teams are statistically equal, which means that we can't tell you, statistically speaking, which team might prevail. Now, during the course of the season when teams play home and away, uh, we found out that there this year is about a one-point home field advantage in the regular season. Of course, in the uh, postseason, most teams are playing in neutral sites, so that goes away, and we can actually take a look at our rankings. But, for instance, right now we have Duke at our highest rating of 99.9, and Syracuse is sitting at about 98.98 even. So, hey, that's almost exactly two points difference. So if I were to say, okay, we got a game between Duke and Syracuse at, uh, let's say, in uh, the finals, I wouldn't be able to tell you without a very lot of uh, hand-waving that one team's going to win and one team's going to lose. So you just so, meant, oh, well, What I'm basically saying is any of the teams, any of those top ten teams that we have listed could take it all. Now, these are compiled, obviously, from the regular season. And, you know, it, it, Syracuse has obviously gone from, you know, kind of a mediocre team in the beginning of the season to kind of playing well toward the end of it. I'm just wondering how these regular season statistics, in your experience, have correlated toward postseason play. In other words, how often do we see a statistical outlier when comparing regular season versus postseason? Yeah, and uh, what I've done is I've, I've collected our, our information going back the past four years. And over the past four years, the only teams that have won the NCAA crown have been ranked fourth or higher wow. in our end-of-season power rankings. And as we already said, Syracuse is ranked ninth. So one thing we haven't seen in the past four years is our number one ranked team actually win the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh, when, when Duke won it back in uh, uh, whichever year that Last was, year, yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, in uh, 2010, uh, they were second to Virginia. And then uh, when Virginia won it in 2011, they were third. When Loyola won it in 2012, they were second. And when Duke won it last year, they were fourth. Hmm. So that's what the recent history has been. Uh, so there you go. I would say that statistically speaking, if, if history is a guide, uh, only teams that are ranked fourth or higher are going to have a, a likelihood of taking the championship, which this year means that it's Duke, Maryland, Denver, and Loyola. That's really interesting stuff, Bob. And, uh, you know, besides just team stats, I know that Lax Power does a great job with individual player stats. So uh, I, my question for you is, who on Syracuse really stands out, and who are some of the other players Syracuse should be looking out for in this NCAA tournament? Right. Well, Lax Power founder Larry Feldman has recently started taking advantage of the fact that almost all Division I schools have a significant repository of statistical information about every player at every position at every Division I school. And he used that, you know, in terms of ground balls, in terms of shots, in terms of goals, assists, all that sort of stuff, uh, turnovers, to come up with a player impact rating on a new website that is a sister website to Lax Power. It's called Lax Bites, B-Y-T-E-S, dot com. 
And what we've seen this year so far is that the top five impact players on Syracuse are Randy Stotts, Kevin Rice, Dylan Donahue, Billy Ward, and uh, Hank Schoonmaker. So those are the top five, and honestly, of those five, uh, Stotts and Rice stand out head and shoulders above the other three. That should come as no surprise to Syracuse fans. It comes as no surprise <laughs> to anybody that follows the sport this year. And other teams, other teams, you know, let's, let's look past uh, the uh, Syracuse first game at the play-in winner uh, and, and take a look at Maryland and Cornell. They're going to face one of them. Uh, the impact players on Maryland are Nico Amato and Mike Chanchuk. Uh, the impact players for Cornell are Corner Busick and Doug Tesorio. Uh, you know, and, and all of those guys, none of them comes close to being as impactful players Randy Stotts. Well, that's really good to know. And, and, and the fun, the interesting thing is that, you know, Nico Amato is the top impact player on Maryland. He's the goalie. <laughs> so that's telling you that he's a big D monster. Obviously, goalies don't do too much scoring. They haven't for a number of years. Uh, so obviously, his defensive stats are just way outstanding. And so, honestly, if I were Syracuse, I'd be hoping for a Cornell upset. <laughs> Well, Bob, thank you so much for coming on today. That was just amazing stuff. Great statistical analysis. Again, Bob Krzyzewski from LaxPower.com. Bob, again, thank you. Enjoy the NCAA tournament. We'll speak with you soon. Take care. Okay. Take care, Wes. I enjoyed walking with you. Bye. Bye. Amazing stuff from Bob. LaxPower does such a great job with their statistical analysis, and he really has everything covered. Uh, he was driving to a Division III NCAA tournament game, so uh, just wishing him uh, safe travels on the way there. I'm now joined by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? Very good, Wes. Thank you. Brad, a lot of lacrosse to talk about. Syracuse making its 34th appearance in the NCAA tournament and was slotted as a second seed in this year's 18-team field. Brad, you have to be feeling pretty good about their chances after that dramatic win over Duke in the ACC tournament and then a demolition of Colgate in their tune-up before the NCAA tournament. You do have to feel good about SU and postseason play because, after all, they played the toughest schedule in the country uh, almost every week they were playing an NCAA-bound team. In all nine out of the 13 opponents they played this year are moving on to the tournament. So not a better way to prepare for postseason play than also being in the uh, sports' strongest conference, the ACC. Now, Brad, Syracuse will face the winner of Bryant and Siena, who will play one of the tournament's two playing games later today. Whoever wins that game kind of presents an interesting challenge for Syracuse. Uh, Brian Faceoff Specialist Kevin Massa has won 272 of 375 faceoffs. That's a 700, uh, 725 faceoff percentage, while Casey Dowd um, has won 220 of 371 faceoffs. That's a 59% uh, winning percentage. So Chris Daddio has been playing great. He's going to have another great uh, and another tough matchup coming up in that first round of the NCAA tournament. How do you see that shaking out for Syracuse? Well, Wes, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bryant wins the game later Wednesday against Siena. They'll be hosting that in Rhode Island. And if you go back to last year's tournament game, also the opening round game against Bryant, remember Bryant won all but one face-off. Incredible how Massa dominated Daddio and the Orange in that game, yet Syracuse won 12-7. to right. I kind of see it as the same way you just pointed out. Daddio's improved, but so has the overall SU defense. 
You know, the D got knocked because of the amount of goals they gave up in the ACC tournament to Duke and Notre Dame. But, hey, those are great offensive teams. Probably, you know, certainly Duke, one of the best teams in the country. Syracuse did what they had to do, winning by a goal and losing by a goal against those two teams in a very competitive situation. Same thing against Bryant last year, which I think they'll do this year in the tournament. They've been having great play from the second-line middies, who are more of a defensive unit. And then the team, I think, has played well, along with the alternating goalies. So I think Syracuse is in decent shape no matter how the face-offs end up in this game. So, Brad, it's prediction time. How far do you see Syracuse going? Will they take home their record 12th NCAA championship this year? Why not? I mean, <laughs> it's so closely competitive. You know, John Desco said after the ACC tournament, this was like a Final Four weekend here, and I think he's right. I mean, as I look at the brackets here, I see no reason why there can't be four ACC teams in Baltimore in a couple of weeks. And uh, I, I kind of think Syracuse has got a great chance to take home uh, championship number 12. I kind of see the Orange facing, believe it or not, Notre Dame up for a third time uh, in the semifinal. And I have Virginia upsetting Duke in the other uh, upper bracket and then North Carolina winning. So I see uh, Virginia, Carolina, Notre Dame, and Syracuse in the Final Four. And at that point, it's anyone's ballgame. Yeah, it's amazing. And if it's true, facing a team for the third time this year, they split those two games. Anything can happen in that game. And, and you just said it yourself. Syracuse has played all those teams that you mentioned. Um, in the Final Four, so it would be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to have a prediction other than I think Syracuse will do very well. What that means in terms of uh, how they do overall, I don't know. But, uh, Brad, we're right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. We have the finally long-awaited NFL draft coming up Thursday night in New York City, and I just want to give a shout-out to the, uh, the seniors or the draft-eligible players for the Orange, including uh, defensive lineman Jay Bromley and running back Jerome Smith, who... Uh, put his name in for the draft this year. Good luck to all the Orange players who are eligible for the NFL draft. Brad, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse guard Michael Carter-Williams, who was named NBA Rookie of the Year earlier this week. Carter-Williams is just the third rookie since the 1951 season to lead all rookies in scoring, rebounds, and assists, and he received 104 out of 100, possible 124 first-place votes, beating Victor Oladipo. So I just want to congratulate him on a great season, although I'm sure he would have liked to have had a couple more wins down in your uh, Philly suburb, Brad. Yeah, but congrats to MCW. Historic year for him, and the Sixers' future looks bright. That's it for us. For Brad Bierman, this is Wes Chang reminding you that I'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a pita. Why the pita? That counts as another mystery. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time.